in the in the uh, <laughs> manger. In the manger. Gosh, yeah. I'm having trouble today. It's all right, dude. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, I'm weak and frail here. Oh, uh, feeble. But God loves you. But God loves me. <laughs> but God loves me. It's true. He does. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas, Will. Merry Christmas, Tom. And welcome back to the uh, welcome back, St. Louis, to our podcast. Uh, we are so happy to be with you on this Christmas Eve, a special release date. Yeah, special. Yeah, we usually come out on Wednesdays, but uh, you know, it's a holiday. Yeah, so we decided uh, we'd come at you today. Yeah, even though you know we're recording weeks before, well, a week. Well, uh, we don't have to tell our listeners <laughs> that. Time. So uh, at this point in life, Will being before Christmas. Do you have all your Christmas shopping done? Do I have? Are you like a Christmas Eve shopper? Like um, when this comes out, will you be shopping? So I I like to give gifts, but um I'm also I like to give gifts that people will actually use and and uh you know and actually care about. What does that mean? Um so I don't buy like people crap just <laughs> for the sake of buying people crap. Like I um like soap. You don't get people soap. No, no. But people use soap. I mean if like, if, I guess if I saw some soap that my mom would really like, yeah. I would buy her the soap. Yeah. But I'm not going to, like, go out of my way to go find uh So you wouldn't soap. go to, like, Bath and Body Works? No. Unless there were some sweet deals pulling you in. I mean, I bought, like, uh, like for example, the other day they were having a blanket sale here at St. Louis. Oh, so yeah. I bought a little baby blanket for my new niece yeah. or nephew who's on the way. Oh, cool, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. It's blue, you know. Oh, all right. We don't know if it's a boy or girl. But yeah, no, and, you know. Whatever. It can be for both. Yeah, it's twenty it's twenty eighteen almost. It's, yeah, it'll be twenty eighteen in seven <laughs> eight days when you're hearing this. Well, very so. good, man. I'm just excited that it's Christmas. I'll uh, I'll be in Chicago for Christmas and uh yeah. It'll just be good to see fam and it'll be cold and we'll do some hunting. So it'll be nice. You it'll do hunting lit. in Chicago? Well, it, I live in the <laughs> suburbs and so we go just about an hour outside of where I live, so we go further out from the city. Um and pretty quickly it turns to like farm fields and stuff. What do you hunt up there? Uh, it's pheasant season. So we'll really? be hunting some pheasants with my dog. Yeah. It's, nice. It's just great, man. Just being in a field and it's chilly and you, yeah. I don't know, just watching dogs work. It's so cool. It's does, just, it's does your dog like go out? Like, so you shoot the pheasant and he goes and gets the Yeah, pheasant. yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a great retriever and a wonderful, she's an English Springer Spaniel. Favorite. That's cool. Favorite breed. That's so. awesome. Yeah, man, yeah. it'll be it'll be nice. My grandpa uh, talks a lot about um, going pheasant hunting in Western Kansas. Oh, him and dude. his uh, yeah, him and his family. That's what they like. Western about. Kansas, the Dakotas. It's like yeah. the promised land for pheasant hunting. Yeah, I've never been pheasant hunting. It's great. Uh, it's one of my favorite forms of hunting. Um, we don't do it much down here in Texas. I don't no. think. No, but anyway, so uh, so it's Christmas, man. Do you have a favorite Christmas hymn? Well, uh, so mine's kind of uh, a little bit esoteric, uh, <laughs> as I found out. Is this going to mean I, I haven't heard of it before? Uh, perhaps, well, you might have heard of it like uh, five minutes ago. Um, but it's Of the Father's Love Begotten. Um, yeah. It's just a really beautiful hymn that talks about how the incarnation continues the... Um, the beginning of the of the Lord, right? Like that the second person of the Holy Trinity became um, became man and but he was he was already before he became man. Yeah. Um I'm gonna in your good podcaster up. fashion, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. It's yeah, I uh what about you? I what hadn't heard of that before and I still you even sang something and I still don't know what it is. 
Um, and yours has a reason behind it. I just I like Josh Groban. Uh, <laughs> Anything by Josh. Pretty Groban. much that Noel album that he's got. Uh, you know, it just it's just soothes my sweet. soul. And uh, there's no theological reason behind it. I just like. I mean, I don't know if his hair is still like that, but have you seen his curly locks? His curly locks, Dude, man. That says Christmas <laughs> to me. It just says Christmas. Wow. Um, so I just learned something new about of the Father's uh, heart oh. begotten or of the Father's love begotten. Do tell. Uh, that it was written in Latin first. Of course it was. Um, based on a Latin poem, Corde Natus, by the Roman poet Aurelius Prudentius. So, um, <laughs> which is awesome. This means so much to it me. It means so much to this us. so impactful. Um, but <laughs> since you don't care about that at all. Um, I mean, it's really, it's really beautiful. It was written in the fourth century. Um, and we won't go into the Latin, but just talking about how the different stanzas kind of set out the mystery that we celebrate, um, that Christ is alpha and omega, the source and the ending. Um, everything that's, we can see is of him. Right. Um, and then talking about the mystery of creation and how he came, uh, to know death and sorrow um, and to redeem us. And then it talks specifically about the nativity. Um, my favorite line might be, um, it's. I'll just read the entire stanza because otherwise you won't understand it. Oh, that birth forever blessed, when the virgin full of grace, by the Holy Ghost conceiving, bore the Savior of our race, and the babe, the world's redeemer, first revealed his sacred face. Just that idea of the invisible God revealing his face to us yeah. in, in a way that um, it's amazing. Yeah, that is really cool. And uh, Well, there. so if Josh Groban's sang this song, I think... I'm sure it would be beautiful. I think I would go pay just to, to hear that. Yeah. Uh, just the one song. <laughs> totally. Um, totally, man. Yeah. So if you haven't heard it, you can you can Google it. And, uh, it's actually really incredible because we listen to, you know, quote unquote Christmas music all Christmas season long. But the church Advent. doesn't... All Advent. Right, yeah. yeah. But the church, yeah, sorry. The church doesn't start diving into her Christmas music until Christmas. Right, yeah. Um, and she's got quite the uh, the jukebox. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. There's there's so many Christmas hymns that we don't even They're really, really, really know. Yeah. One, of my, one of my pet peeves. Um, oh, yeah, let's get into one this. One of my pet peeves yeah. uh, is when... So the everyone knows "O Come All You Faithful," right? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's awesome. It's sure. one of my favorite hymns. I remember as an altar server as a kid, just being excited um, when I heard those opening notes, like uh-huh. as we were walking into Christmas Eve Mass. Um, but my biggest pet peeves after I started looking at that hymn a little bit more is that often the second verse of that hymn is omitted. Yeah, because people don't know it. Yeah, and the, I mean, it's talking about uh, how God, like God from God, light from light, like He was begotten, not created. It's this mystery, like the higher Christology that we mm-hmm. celebrate at Christmas. Um, not saying that there's anything wrong with the other verses of that, but uh, the hymn was written as one thing that expresses one kind of idea about the um, the entire incarnation and. And often we just kind of uh, skip over it. So if you're a music director, please. Please use that stanza. Use that entire stanza. People won't mind the extra 30 seconds that it'll take to get through that. They might, dude. I think we're going to start a new section on this podcast called uh, 
grievances with our seminarian. Seminarian grievances. And That's a just, dangerous thing. You can just tell us uh, no. all the things you disagree with. Oh, gosh. With. <laughs> That's true. Well, anyway, Merry Christmas. Music was not what we wanted to talk about today. Um, we want to continue reflecting on the collects of yeah. Mass. So we, we did the collects all through Advent, and we saw that they kind of presented this uh, consistent theme of waiting, of hope, of, of joy in all situations, and, and these reflections have kind of led us to reflect on the paradoxes of the Christian life, especially um, that rejoicing always. And so uh, what do you have for us on... So, the, so this is the collect for um, Midnight Mass for at midnight Christmas. Mass, so, right, yeah. so if you go to Mass tonight, if you're listening on Christmas Eve and you go to Mass tonight, Midnight Mass, uh, this is what you'll hear at you'll, Mass. Yeah, you'll hear, O God, who have made this most sacred night radiant with the splendor of the true light, grant, we pray, that we who have known the mysteries of his light on earth may also delight in his gladness in heaven, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Cool. Amen. So there's a lot of like mention of light in there, right? We've been awaiting right. the light in the darkness, who is Christ. Yep. And and we we're celebrating that he fi- he's finally come. Yeah. Um, so what does this mean to you, this collect? Well, it's, uh, I think it, that it, it just really um, places before our eyes the the whole mystery of the incarnation uh, very clearly. That uh, the mysteries of his light on earth, that we the sacraments, the uh, our encounters with him through the church and things like that, and so that those are kind of the continuation of the incarnation. So yeah. that which we celebrate. Um, Today in Mass, the incarnation is really celebrated every time we we have a sacrament, right? And so that it's the light. You know, there's this imagery of night and and light, right? Darkness and light, and that the light shines in the darkness, and the the darkness has not overcome mm-hmm. come it, as it said in the prologue of John. Um, so I mean, I think that there's there's a lot there that you could kind of continue to go into. Um, about the how about light and darkness and, and things like that. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially putting it in the uh, like in the context of the sacraments being the continuation of the incarnation because they are. Yeah, right. The sacraments are Christ with us. They're an encounter mm-hmm. with Jesus, whether right. it's confession or Eucharist or um, marriage. In all of those sacraments, Jesus comes to meet us in a very particular and distinct way. Um, so it's really interesting to to consider that the church is the light to this world. Right. You know, part of the church's role in the world is to sanctify the world yeah, and to point the world towards that eternal light. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, the church is also a human institution, so we also get caught up in all sorts of scandal and terrible things. Sure. Um, but, but sacramentally really, and mystically, yeah. she She's, brings us to a closer encounter with the Lord. Right. She's that, that, uh, mirror through which we see the light of, of Christ. Yeah. Or, um, it's kind of one of the images that we see, you know, the, the other thing that strikes me about this colleague, Tom, is its connection, um, with one of the prefaces of the, the nativity. Please. Um, so the preface is that part, um, right after, um, the priest, has received the gifts and has prayed over the gifts for mm-hmm. the first time. And so he'll start off almost every preface begins like this. It says it is truly right and just right. our duty and our salvation. Sounds familiar. Right. So after kind of the first paragraph of every preface in the middle paragraph, mm-hmm. um, usually is contained kind of 
the mystery that we celebrate in that day. Right. Um, so it, the preface for Christmas, um, one of them at least says this, it says, for in the mystery of the word made flesh, a new light of your glory has shone upon the eyes of our mind so that as we recognize him, God made visible, we may be caught up through him in love's mm. love of things invisible. So this clearly puts in, in our, in our face, right? What God is doing in the incarnation is he's making himself in a supreme act of humility and love. He's making himself visible so that we can learn to love him yeah. who is who by nature invisible, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, we, we kind of naturally, we naturally can love God, uh, but we can't naturally love him as a son or as a, as a, as a, uh, you know, as a partaker in his own nature. Right. Um, and so, and even more after the fall, because we, yeah. you know, we're, we're we've gone astray. Um, we're caught up in something invisible if we love God, right? Yeah. And you know, love for something invisible. The line that I liked from that preface, and I think I got it right, um, is something about like new glory to our mind's eye. Yeah, the your the light of your glory has shone upon the eyes of our mind. Yeah, and and then there's this phrase caught up. Mm-hmm. We become caught up in that glory. Yeah. Um that's really cool to me. I think um so I'm I'm really big on like in my own spiritual life, but also when I when I try to teach people or when I talk to people about faith. Mm-hmm. Um we can't know it all, right? Like exactly. knowledge yeah. is is inadequate when it comes to God. Um, because we can only know so much through, yep. through our natural faculties. Um, but we can become caught up in God's mystery. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. And I'm really big on getting caught up in a new way every day, mm-hmm. uh, trying to anyway, trying to encounter God in a new way every day. And that's, um, that's just a really cool line from that, from that preface. Yeah, it really is. I, it really, I think it points back, um, to the prologue of John, um, just talking about how, Christ, the the true light which enlightens all of us, came into the world. Yeah, right? um, and then if like the Word becoming flesh, right? He he becomes flesh and he lives among us, um, and we've seen his glory, right? And because of that, we're able to become children of God. Yeah, we're, we're able to to be caught up into that mystery of the love between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which is um, kind of our, our destiny is to be enraptured into that love, right? To be yeah, to, captured and pulled in and, and completely mesmerized. Yeah, to form. dwell with the Trinity. Right. And it all sounds very... So we're, we're being kind of... Um, we're kind of high right now. Well... <laughs> That's not what I mean. All right, Will. Maybe uh, you are. But uh, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, our language is kind of... <laughs> That's <laughs> staying in, brother. Uh, what I mean by that is we're theologically very high. <laughs> we have some high theology. There's some on. high theology. Still doesn't. Sound but what good. is that practically? Some brownies mean for in the us. parish office. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So. So. Right. What is this? What is this being caught up look like? Uh, <laughs> practically, um, everyone thinks we do drugs. Um, yeah, that's great. We don't. Um, yeah. So. Okay. So. What does this mean for for us practically to live the life? in the Trinity to be caught up in God's glory. What does this mean? I think we touched on it right in the beginning. I think it, it means living the sacraments. Um, lives of holiness are, are difficult, uh, especially 
uh, kind of enculturating God's heart into your own um, so that you live like God in the world, mm-hmm. you know, with all, with all his love and all his care. And like, it's really hard to do, but to participate in that love, um, maybe this is too bold, but I want to venture to say it's not that hard. I think we, I think we make it harder than it should be to participate in the love. Yeah. Of Cause God. we think we have to feel it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you should believe it, but I see what you're saying, but like yeah. being present at mass, uh, even if it's all in Latin, um, and if you receive the Eucharist in a state of grace, and if you're, you know, if you're disposed in the right way, whether you feel it or not, like God is, God is revealing his glory to you in a very subtle way. Right. You know, like it's, it's almost easy to participate in that love, but it's hard to, uh, yeah, enculturate God's heart into our own. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you use the word subtle, um, I think that there's something there just because like, if you think about the way the incarnation took place. Subtle. Subtly. Very yeah. subtly. I mean, the first people who saw Christ were the shepherds. Mm-hmm. I really would have to think more about how, yeah, to, I, how, how to kind of... So there is a subtlety to it, right? Mm-hmm. That, that it's hidden, uh, that it's not completely known. But there is also kind of a, in a wonderful way, kind of a... God making pre like he's he is clearly there right oh yeah so it's not like it's a, and it's extraordinary yeah it's and, not like boring no I mean it, it seems it seems weird the the reason I'm struggling with the word subtle I think a little bit is just that it's like the opposite in real you know like well sure right. you know like God made that seeing in him God made yeah. visible yeah we're caught up in the 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 invisible love or things love of things invisible. But right? see, dude, I think this is, um, I think this is the, this demonstrates the absolute love of God because he speaks to us in a way that we can understand. And it's slow. I mean, look at, look at scripture, look at revelation, yeah. thousands and thousands of years of God communicating with humanity, slow revelation of who God is. And he stoops down to us and he speaks our language. He inherits our inherits. Uh, what takes on. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. he, Assumes. takes our flesh. Yeah. Like he becomes one of us. Sure. And so I think it it doesn't make sense, but I think it totally makes sense that an almighty, all-powerful God who loves us subtly inhabits us. Yeah. Inhabit was the word I was looking for. Inhabits uh, us? Inhabit. He inhabits our nature. He like, maybe that's not correct crystal- crystallogically, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, he takes he on assumes, our flesh. He assumes our nature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hear um, I just think that's the paradox of who God is. Yeah, you chew on that. I see you chewing on that over there. I am chewing. We'll talk about it the more. The subtle, the subtlety. So I'm reading um, this book called The Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nouwen. Yeah. And there was a line, well, there's... This connects with what we've been talking about. <laughs> I'm going to connect it. I'm that good. <laughs> <laughs> so when I think of Christmas and I think of the incarnation and I think of God stooping down to us, I think of um, how much I don't deserve that, how much none of us deserve it, right? Because we're broken and we're sinful and... Um, this is a totally graced moment that we don't yeah. merit at all. And in this book, The Return of the Prodigal Son, Henry Nouwen focuses on this uh, Rembrandt's depiction of the prodigal son. And we all know the story. Yep. Ungrateful son uh, leaves his father, sure. yeah, yeah. spends all his money, comes back and says, Father, make me one of your servants. And the father says, uh, I don't think so. And he welcomes us back as one of his sons. Um, and I think there's like a tendency to rejoice in brokenness too much. 
Um, I mean, like we are all broken and it's a good thing to recognize, but brokenness doesn't make sense outside of this incarnational love outside of the father's, uh, warm embrace. And so Henry Nouwen's got a line here. Um, yeah, that makes sense. He says in the context of a compassionate embrace, our brokenness may appear beautiful, but our brokenness has no other beauty but the beauty that comes from the compassion that surrounds it. And so I think a lot of the times Catholics and Christians in general are like, yeah, I'm a broken person, but like God loves me. And it wouldn't make sense to go around being like, yeah, I'm to- totally broken. I'm a sinful person if we didn't have that second part of the sentence, but God loves me. Anyway. God's mm-hmm. And so I think that's an important thing to reflect on as we enter, as we begin this Christmas season, uh, mm-hmm. that yeah, we're broken and, uh, that doesn't make sense, and that's not uh, something we should proclaim if we can't say the other part. God has the utmost compassion. He suffers with me. He mm-hmm. takes on my flesh. He lives with me. We can, I mean, the incarnation is kind of God's embrace of all of humanity. I mean, also the cross. Oh, but, that's a really good way to... Yeah, dude. I'm, listen, I'm theologically and spiritually loquacious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, that. I like that image of the... And humble. <laughs> so humble, so humble. No, but the the image of the embrace of all humanity. Um, I guess I haven't really thought about that in terms of the incarnation. I've always thought about it in terms of the crucifixion, right? The yeah. passion, right? But it makes sense to me because I mean, the entire. I was talking in my Christology class one time, um, the class that I was taking in seminary, and we were just talking about how every moment of Christ's life as a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, is caught up into the Paschal mystery, really. I mean, 100%. there's there's not a, and we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. I think that that there's not a the 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 wood of the crib of the manger and the wood of the cross are yeah. really the same. Um, that you know, and really ultimately it comes back to Christ assuming humanity and including in it, and included in that humanity is death. Yeah, right? and so um, or the ability to to suffer and to die. Um, so I think that there's something really beautiful to say that the incarnation is kind of like the the beginning yeah. of that hug, right? Yeah, right. Um, it's a long hug. It's almost as if in the Christmas season, we see more and more how the Lord reveals himself uh, to the entire world, right? Um, and that's really the entire liturgical year until uh, ultimately, right, at Easter, um, he's lifted high for all to see, right? When I'm lifted high, all will see me. Um, but it's a very subtle and what a privileged um, time it is that we have to meditate upon the, the kind of the quiet and the stillness of that manger scene yeah. of, of the, the child Jesus um, to invite him to come to be also present in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'll share one Benedict quote that kind of inspired this. In, the, uh, the Pope Emeritus? Pope Emeritus. Beautiful. Benedict, Bring it on. said, um, Therefore, during the holy night of Christmas, when we hear again and again the words resound, Hodie Christus natus est, today Christ is born. It should remind us that what was begun at Bethlehem is meant to increase through our constant new beginnings and that the holy night truly can be and is today whenever man allows the light of goodness within him to shine through his self-sitterness and egoism. Hmm. 
that night is today whenever the word again becomes flesh in becomes flesh in the reality of deeds. The Christ child comes in a real sense whenever men act out of authentic love for the Lord, who do not settle for a mere exchange of gifts. There's a beauty of I think that you know that that light that we've been talking about comes to shine through us when we uh when we act as Christ acted. The 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 night that we celebrate Christmas night it happens over and over and over again when we act as Christ would have us act. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's a great quote. Um, yeah, but Christmas could be awesome. every day. Christmas could be every day. Well, Chris, yeah, I mean, really, yeah. yeah. This is the mystery of, of our life. All right, man. Let's wrap it there. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone, from all of us here at the parish. Uh, we, Merry Christmas. Yeah, we pray that you encounter the Lord in a new way. That your families um, find some rest this Christmas season, whatever you may be going through. Uh, mm-hmm. We pray that this light that we talk about um, in this collect and all the time, this light of Jesus Christ, may find its way into your hearts so that you may share him with the world. Right. God Amen. loves you. Uh, we love you. Pray for us. Please. And we'll see you next time. 